0: listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Monday show for you. We're going to go over your picks this past weekend. We're also going to look at the playoff picture in the AFC and the NFC. We're going to take a look at something that the Jets have done, which has made them the most, I don't know, embarrassing franchise in all four major sports, and I'll tell you why. And then we've got another transfer portal message from one of the top quarterbacks that has entered the portal over the weekend, you'll get a kick out of this one. And we'll get to all that momentarily. All right, we came into the weekend really good the last two weeks, 11-3, and three. not a great day. Two and four have one game pending tonight with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm kicking myself. You know how I said, like, look, I've just been circling the wrong team for the best bet because I give a best bet every week that lost again with the Packers. 4-9-1 and one now on the year. However, the picks right behind it, they're 2-1 yesterday. Philly can make it 3-1, which would keep my record at 76%. I'd be 31-15 and 3 in those 67%. I just am, for whatever reason, I can't get the right one to focus on them for the best bet of the week. And Green Bay, I mean, they needed it. They were a 6-7 and seven team that really needed to win, especially off the Monday night loss to the Giants And boy, they just didn't look good. Tampa did whatever they wanted. Green Bay could not stop them. They lose by two touchdowns at home. Green Bay really struggling now and going to need a lot of help uh, to get into the playoffs in the NFC. The other picks, uh, the one I struggled with all week in terms of do I make this the top play of the week, the best bet of the week versus Green Bay? And I went back and forth between Green Bay and Buffalo. And I chose Green Bay. I chose wrong. Uh, I loved Buffalo all week. I told you I was selling high on the Cowboys. Uh, they're a 3-3 three three team on the road, except now they're 3-4. and four. They average um, 20 less points on the road than they do at home. I mean, it's just they're a different team on the road, and now they got to go to Miami next week. And um, you saw that game yesterday between Buffalo and the Cowboys, 31-10, wasn't even that close. Josh Allen completed six passes all game. I mean, what do you do now if you're the Cowboys? It's back to the drawing board. Can't win a big game on the road. And you can't beat a good team. I mean, yeah, they beat Philly last week, but we talked about the Philly loss. And it's like, okay, you did win against Philly at home. Philly didn't score a touchdown, but Philly also fumbled three times inside your own 20. So it's not like Philly couldn't move the ball like you couldn't yesterday against Buffalo. Totally different scenario here. So, I mean, it doesn't mean the season's over. Uh, it does mean that it's looking more and more like Dallas is not going to get a home game in the playoffs, which is just unbelievable because they're probably going to finish 12 and five for the third year in a row or 13 and four. And because they can go three, and know, the end of the season, they can go beat Miami home against Detroit at Washington. That would make them 13 and four, but you're probably going to drop one of those three and they're going to finish 12 and five for the third year in a row, which is great for them. I mean. This is a franchise that didn't win back-to-back double-digit, didn't have back-to-back double-digit win seasons until Mike McCarthy came there, since 1996. Since they last won their Super Bowl, they hadn't even won 10 games in back-to-back seasons. Now Mike McCarthy's going to win at least 10 games three years in a row. So there's progress there, but with the Cowboy fans being as stubborn as they are and 28 years of infutility in the playoffs... I don't think they care about double-digit wins anymore in the regular season. They need to see something happen in the playoffs. And not only was it an ass-kicking yesterday and Buffalo only completed six passes all game and beat you, it doesn't bode well when you line up against San Francisco. I mean, Buffalo did exactly what San Francisco is going to do. They are going to run the ball, and their defensive line is going to stop your run. And their secondary, which is a little bit weaker than Buffalo's, I mean, you just you just never know. I mean, what if San Francisco just has an off game or whatever? It's one game, but oh, boy. Yeah, Cowboys just did not look good yesterday. So uh, I won with that one. I won with Detroit on Saturday, blew out Denver in that one, and then a loss with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh jumps up 13-0 on the road at Indianapolis and then gives up 30 unanswered. Like, that wasn't very good. So Pittsburgh not only loses that game, and remember at the beginning of the season I said Mike Tomlin never finished under 500 as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers and they were sitting there at 7 and 4. All I needed them to do over their last 6 games was go 2 and 4. Well now they've lost 3 in a row. So now they have to win 2 of their last 3 games. And I don't know if they can do it with this offense, especially with Mitch Trubisky. Maybe with Kenny Pickett, but not with Mitch Trubisky they're winning 2 of their last 3. So and I know one of them is against Baltimore. I mean I thought that was absolute lock that they were going to at least get to nine wins. Now I'm doubting it. So I might end up splitting on my uh, NFL win totals because, I, you know, I'm still not counting. I still don't think New Orleans is going to run the table. They have to run the table to hit 10 wins. I mean, they're 7-7 seven and seven right now, but they were 5-7. and seven. They've won two in a row, but they were two games that when I looked at the schedule, I expected them to win. If you're going to have any chance to win your division or be a playoff team, you have to beat – the Giants at home, and then whoever they played yesterday. I'm already blanking on who they <laughs> who they played. Well, they beat the Giants yesterday at home, and then the week before they beat Carolina at home. So I was always looking at that as, well, you got to win those two. It's the games before it where they absolutely choked and gagged, and that's why they're not – that's why they have to go 3-0 to beat their – go over their win total. Probably not going to happen. The underdog play was the Giants. That was a loser. And – the three-team 10-point tees, of course, usually when I lose these, I I usually go two out of three. The two are absolute blowouts and never in question, and then one is usually close, and that's exactly what happened again yesterday. Cleveland and Chicago, under 48.5, went under by 11.5 points. We had Kansas City. All they had to do was win the game against New England. They won by 10, They're getting 1.5 points on the tees, but then New York Giants plus the 16 lose by 18. That was a kick to the nuts. <laughs> but again, so many other teams. I was just like, why did I again, it's easy to look back on it now. But yeah, we're going to eliminate the three team 10 point teas next year because gosh, if I don't if I don't do a three team 10 point teas this year and I just give you a best bet picks and an underdog play, I mean, I'm looking at 12 games over 5 13 games over 500 this year. Like be a really good year. It's those <laughs> Those three team ten point teasers, I'm six and ten. It's the worst number I have on, on any of these. Well, the best bet is four, nine and one, so I guess that one is, but yeah, so that's where we're at. Uh two and four heading into tonight's game. I we just I, I don't I really don't want a two and five week. We've got Philly minus three tonight, and as of this recording, we don't even know if Jalen Hurts is playing. Did you hear what they said? <laughs> he got so sick over the weekend they downgraded him to questionable, they didn't even let him fly to Seattle with the team. He had to fly on a separate plane because they didn't want him to get sick. Now, I, I don't know the extent of his sickness. I don't know how bad it is. But the fact that Philly watched Dallas lose today, something tells me that Jalen Hurts, I don't want to diminish his sickness, but something tells me that Jalen Hurts isn't going to miss a football game because he doesn't feel well when Philly has control of their own destiny the rest of the way to win the NFC East. I'd just, i be really surprised if he sat out tonight, but I don't know the extent of it. Maybe it's really, really bad, or maybe it's a 24-hour flu. And while he might not feel great tomorrow, for him to sit down, I mean, you know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. I think that guy is an absolute stud, and I find it hard to believe that a sickness is going to keep him out of a very, very important game. But I don't know how bad the sickness is, so... I don't want to put that on him. I don't want to say like, oh, he's never, you know, oh, what a wimp or whatever. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying I'd be surprised if he doesn't play tonight. Really, really surprised. So hopefully we get that win tonight, go to three and four. But yeah, um, not a great day on the picks for sure. So let's take a look at the playoff standings and let's start in the AFC. And here's something that you can now cross off your list. The New York football Jets are not making the playoffs this year. They were eliminated yesterday with their 30 to nothing loss to the Miami Dolphins. The Jets have now gone 13 straight seasons without making the playoffs. That is the longest streak in all four major sports, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL. They are the only franchise that hasn't had one playoff appearance within the last 13 years. They last made the playoffs in 2010. Now the Jets season was turned upside down four plays into their season when Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Like I, I get it. This is not, we, we can't sit here and say this is exactly what would have happened if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. We can't say that with any confidence whatsoever. I mean, look, as bad as they are, they're five, they won five games without Aaron Rodgers, and some of them were big games. They beat the Buffalo Bills this year. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Like They've won some pretty good games, five and nine. Do you think Aaron Rodgers could have won them three or four more games? It's very possible. I mean, they could be sitting at seven and seven right now, but they're not. And so... It is pretty amazing though. 13 straight years amount the playoffs. I didn't realize that that is the worst in all four major sports. I thought there was somebody Oh, the Sacramento Kings ended their drought last year. That's right. Cuz they were they hadn't made the playoffs in like 15 or 17 years and they made it. So yeah, now that title goes to the New York Jets who are sitting there not having made the playoffs since 2010. And they went under their total again this year. I remember when I was giving out, remember when I was talking about um, at the beginning of the year when Hard Knocks was on and we were talking about Hard Knocks and we were talking about the Jets and I said, everybody's going to get fired up for the Jets and they're going to bet they're over and I think it was eight and a half and I said, look, the Jets haven't beaten their total in like 11 of the last 12 years. It was something like that or it was like they haven't had double-digit wins in 11 of the last 12 years and their total, I think their win total was nine and a half. So I was like, look, if you want to bet the over, That means they have to win double digits, and they haven't done that 11 or 12 years. I'm taking the under, and then I never did. I don't know why. I totally blanked. But Aaron Rodgers, yeah, look, like I said, I'm I'm not going to fault the Jets for this. I mean, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers for more than four plays all season, so I get it. Once he went down, I don't think anybody expected them to make the playoffs. I don't think anybody expected them to finish over 500, and they're not going to. The best they can do is 8-9, and but it is still pretty embarrassing, 13 straight years without the playoffs. So right now, in the AFC, with the Bills' win over the Cowboys, they went from the 11 seed to the 9 seed. And boy, you talk about a team that I don't think anybody wants to play in the playoffs. It's the Bills. And the Bills still have an outside chance to win the AFC East, believe it or not. They need Miami to lose one more game and the Bills to win their next two, which I believe are two patsies. I think they have San Diego. I keep saying San Diego. They're at the Chargers this Saturday night, and then they have like... um, another bad team in week 17. And then they've got Miami on the road in week 18, which if they're one game behind them, they just need to be one game behind Miami heading into the 18th week of the season because they've already beat Miami once. So if they beat them in the 18th game of the season, they finished with the same record as them, but they'll own the tiebreaker because they will have beaten them twice. Miami has a two game lead on them right now. But Miami's got Dallas next week. I believe they have Baltimore still, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check here. They go Cowboys at Ravens, home Bills, Dolphins. So, yeah, it's very possible that Miami loses either at home to the Cowboys next week or at the Ravens the following week and all the Bills have to do and let me let me get the exact Bills games for you so you know what I'm talking about. They have two Patsies coming up. They're at the Chargers this Saturday and then they're home against the Patriots. See, so you got to assume you can just pencil in Bills are sitting there 2 and 0, which means they're going to be 10 and 6 going into the last week of the season. I think that definitely gets them a playoff spot. It could get them the AFC East and they could be sitting there as a 2 or 3 seed. So huge, huge for the Bills to win that game yesterday and then with those two patsies coming up, with Chargers and Patriots the next two weeks. I mean, you got to put them in at 10-6. and six. I think the biggest surprise going right now is the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals have now moved up to the sixth seed in the AFC. Remember before last week I said there are six teams in the AFC sitting there at 7-6. and six. Well, four of them won and two of them lost. Steelers and Broncos lost. Bills, Texans, Colts, and Bengals all won. So Bengals Colts Texans and Bills are all 8 and 6. The Bengals have the best tiebreaker in all of that. I don't know how, but they do. I could read it to you, but you're probably not going to remember. Um they win the tiebreak over Buffalo and Indianapolis based on head to head. Okay, that makes sense. And then they um the division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Houston. Indianapolis wins a tiebreak over Houston based on head to head win percentage. So that's why Indy's ahead of Houston whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter who's six, seven, and eight right now because we still have three weeks to play, and these teams all, you know, some of them play each other, some don't, but I mean, the first game that Jake Browning started, the Bengals lost, and now he's averaging 300 yards a game passing, and they're 3-0 and in his last three games. They were sitting there at five and six and dead in the water with Jake Browning as their quarterback, coming off his first start. They lost, and now they're at eight and six, sitting as the sixth seed. I'm telling you, If the Bengals don't win the AFC North and the Bills don't win the AFC East, but they both get in, who the hell is going to want to play them in the wildcard weekend? Because you'd be looking at possible Bengals at Kansas City matchup, which Bengals go to Kansas City, I believe, either this upcoming week or in two weeks. So it'll almost be a rematch. I mean, you can basically just whoever wins that game in two weeks or this upcoming week just probably take the opposite team if they end up playing each other in the playoffs. Not to mention, we all know the Bengals and KC's history in the playoffs the last few years. They've Every time they play, it's a three-point game. So I don't care if it's Jake Browning or uh, without Joe Burrow. I don't care. I mean, it's clearly, clearly the Kansas City Chiefs are not the Chiefs of the past. They are definitely beatable. They've already lost three times at home this year. Still got to play the Bengals at home this year. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but I don't think anybody wants to play them. And then you've got... Um, the Bills, who who the hell wants to play them in the playoffs based on the way they're going right now? I mean, it is a. This team is. They're scary. And um, I think the Steelers are pretty much done. I think the Broncos are pretty much done. But crazier things have happened in the AFC. This is just going to be a giant fight uh, for seeding because between the three seed and the nine seed, they're separated by one game in the loss column. <laughs> there could be so much seeding change over these next few weeks, it, it'll make your head spin. As for the NFC, we basically know five teams are in. Niners, Eagles, Lions, Cowboys, and the NFC South winner are in. So it's really three teams. I I guess it's a possibility if Seattle wins tonight that they're still in it. But if Seattle loses tonight, you're looking at basically just three teams fighting for two spots. And those three teams are fighting for the six and seven seed. And that would be Vikings, Rams, and whoever doesn't win the NFC South. Right now, NFC South is led by Tampa Bay. Saints are also 7 and 7 same record but Tampa Bay has a tiebreaker over New Orleans cuz they beat them head to head but they still have to play them so New Orleans can overtake that so i i just obviously a lot depends on tonight Seattle if they win they're 7 and 7 they're in that mix and then it's four teams basically fighting for two spots because the Niners have already won the NFC West shocker but Eagles now back in the two spot Dallas has dropped to the five spot, and then Detroit's going to win the NFC North. Uh, they're 10-4, and four, uh, Minnesota 7-7. and 7. I mean, Detroit would have to go 0-3, and, and Minnesota would have to go 3-0, and 0, and I don't even know if that means that – oh, yeah, Minnesota would actually win the NFC North because Minnesota still plays Detroit twice. So all Detroit has to do is win one game the rest of the year, and they are NFC North champions and pretty much going to be penciled in as the three seed. I guess they could get up to the two. But probably unlikely, you know, so many things that can happen, but we're going to talk about it every week. Every Monday, we're going to come here and break it down and also talk about it during the week because, you know, there are going to be teams now ultimately trying to tank, not to win games and stuff. So should be a fun last three weeks of the season. This AFC playoff picture is just a quagmire. It really is. So you got to keep that in mind. The NFC, like I said, it's basically down to three teams fighting for two spots because five are already in. Um, AFC is just wide fucking open. (laughs) Your guess guess is as good as mine. And the seedings and who's going to be on the road—it's going to be AFC is going to be crazy. And finally, just wanted to read this (laughs) player transferring message. KJ Jefferson, the head, uh, the quarterback at the University of Arkansas, the last few years, really good quarterback. Um, But he's decided to transfer. However, on his way out the door, (laughs) he just said everything that you could to just suck up to the Arkansas fans. Um, You know, basically, it's been a dream to captain QB1 at University of Arkansas, accomplishing those records and being uh, mentioned among the great QB, blah, 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 blah. To the fans, I can't express my gratitude enough for all the love and support I've received from this great state. I hope you enjoyed watching me grow as a man, as a player, as much as I've enjoyed representing this state and university. You accepted me as one of your own, and for that I'm forever grateful and in your debt. With that being said, (laughs) that's what he wrote. I'm not saying that for me. I'm not ad-libbing. With that being said, after much prayer and thought, I'll be entering the transfer portal for my final year of eligibility with... That part underlined, like just let's drill it home to everybody. Hey, I know I just kissed your ass and told you how great you were, but now I am entering the transfer portal for my final year of eligibility. And then he ends it with, go Hogs, woo pig 4L, KJ Jefferson, for (laughs) life. I love these transfer reports. It's like everyone says the same thing. They can't just stop word vomiting about how great the school is and how much they love it there, but they're going to leave. (laughs) And I understand it's a football decision. I get it. He wants to go somewhere, but it's just, I would just, I would just rather be content if these people just said what he said in his last paragraph. After much deliberation, I've decided to enter my name in the transfer portal and continue my football elsewhere. You don't need to write two paragraphs about how great of a time you had at the school. Then, of course, I'm sure you'll have people come to me and say, oh, my God, what a dick. He's transferring, didn't even thank us for being here, and didn't even thank, you know, it's like, okay, we're never going to win, you know. But, man, that is some, uh, you know, woo pig suey, hog for life. Yeah, by the way, I'm transferring, and here it is, underlined. (laughs) I wonder who's next. Who's next to do it? I don't know. Maybe it's Michael Pratt, Tulane quarterback, decided he's not going to play in the bowl game now. He's either going to transfer or he's going to enter pro. Too funny. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review. Tell your friends about this podcast. Let them know about it. As I mentioned on Friday, I've got some things in the pipeline for this. I think you'll be excited, so stick with me. Tell your friends about it and let them know, and we'll have a good time here on the Sports Daily. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television.